What is going on, FA Nation? The family is here for another sit-down, another meet-up, another greet-up. My name is Justin Fetsterman, along with Ryan Hallam. It's the Family Times Podcast here on FantasyAlarm.com. We are in the heart of the NFL playoffs right now. And look at Ryan Hallam's San Francisco 49ers. The Joe Montana days are back once again. The Kaepernick days too? Hey, he went far. He almost went the distance one year. What's going on, Ryan? How you feeling, you little 49er? Uh, uh, hopefully optimistic. Uh, I do really feel like we got a good chance to go into Lambeau and, and do some damage there and then head to uh, wherever. Why? Uh, Tampa or... Why you've got QB injuries, man. You're a little nicked up. Where the hell is George Kittle? The QB injury is the only one that bothers me. Obviously, Nick Bosa and Fred Warner – uh, those are big ones too, but I think at least Warner's pretty much set the play. We'll see if Bosa's clearing concussion protocol. I know he practiced yesterday. Uh, if Jimmy can't go, then that's the end. Uh, there's no way Trey Lance goes into Green Bay uh, after playing two games all season long and slays the, the Packers. So, uh, But I just find it hard to believe that Jimmy's not going to find his way out there. So I just don't think they can stop the running game. Uh, I know it's different from two years ago, but 2019, if you don't remember Raheem Morris, um, Raheem Morris, Raheem Mostert is 220 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, obviously, he's gone. Green Bay's probably gotten a little bit better, but they still don't have a very good run defense. And between Elijah Mitchell and Debo running the ball, I, I just don't I just don't think they can stop us. You said Raheem Morris for a second, and I'm like, didn't he just interview for a job? I feel like <laughs> oh, half yeah. the world just interviewed for a job over the last week and a half when it comes to the NFL. But I'll say this, dude. You you know what I think the Cowboys need to do? Oh, everyone's going to hate me now because no one likes to pick fun at this guy. But Ronis, Adam Ronis mentioned this on Alarm After Hours, which, by the way, for those that have Sirius XM, Ryan Hallam joined us and gave a hell of a preview. We're going to discuss it a little bit today on the podcast. We're recording this on Thursday mid-morning, almost the afternoon here, getting ready for the divisional round. But you know what? Abandoned Zeke. Just do it. What do you think, man? He, you know what? He can't. I was telling Ronis this. When you watch him, and I've seen a lot of takes because that's what Twitter is, a cesspool of takes. You know what? He can't cut. He's hurt. He can't cut like he can. He's not making the same kind of impact, man. When it came to that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's the injury. Obviously, they said, you know, he's dealing with the PCL injury. If that was it, or if, you know, he's. Some, he could have lost a step. I mean, he hasn't been around a, a long time, and he hasn't really had major injuries. Uh, but, you know, the shelf life of running backs doesn't tend to be long. I mean, there's only a couple Frank Gores or, or Adrian Petersons. Uh, so maybe he is, uh, you know, lost a step. He, he never was like a guy with a huge burst. He's not breaking 85-yard touchdowns. You know, he's more of a big guy who can get you the, the, the you know, the yards, tough yards, and then, you know, around the corner too, but – uh, he was never a, a guy with a huge burst. So, I, yeah, I, I think, you know, going into next year, I, I think his stock in fantasy football will take a hit. You know, we'll see if everyone kind of forgets this when August rolls back around. Uh, but, you know, with Tony Pollard, could, yeah, Tony Pollard continued to look pretty good for most of the season, even though he had the foot injury too. So uh, I am interested to see where Zeke goes, but I, I certainly am not going into 22 with him as, as much uh, as I was for 21. I'm hoping that once we hit – those 2022 salary cap draft slash auctions, then I'm hoping that I don't have to pay above, let's just say, 45 for him, if I would even consider him. Because I don't know if I want to spend the 50 on him. 
I just don't know. It's it's hard, man. I mean, it's hard to figure out which players to spend the 50 spot on at this point. Yeah, there's not that many. And especially with, you know, the league is more and more of a passing offense. You know, running backs obviously dominated this year, but that was, you know, because of scarcity, really. Right. Uh, and then we dealt with more injuries this year than normal. Uh, we had a few guys, you know, jump up that, you know, we weren't expecting. What happens with McCaffrey next year after another injury-filled season? Uh, so, I mean, does the position become even more scarce and then drive up the price, uh, you know, right off the bat? Because I think that's what happened this year. I, you know, I, I remember I did a couple – uh, salary cap leagues, and and I did pay up for for running back, and I did in in redraft leagues too. I like I went running back heavy all year. It paid off a few times, you know, not uh, in some others, uh, it, but it's all about making the right pick and and doing that beforehand is you know unless we had a crystal ball, it's kind of hard to to pinpoint. Yeah, it is, and you find those running backs that will still get a lot of carries that you don't have to spend fifty for, but then you run the risk of someone like a let's just say Nick Chubb. You know, it's where is how many carries will he get or won't he get? Will he be utilized anywhere else? Probably not. I mean, this is, a, again, a situation where we're going to have to be very careful. There is no exact blueprint at this point as I feel that because I hear a lot of shows are doing rankings for next year. I don't know how the hell you're doing that I already. I don't. I, I really don't. It's so much changes in an off season. It, it just I don't understand that. People are bored. I, people are bored already. Like we talk about Twitter, we're I, I'm already fed up with off-season Twitter, and the divisional round hasn't even happened yet. Like we're stop talking about next year. You have no idea what's going to happen between free agency and the draft and everything else. There's just so many variables that that come between now and April, and then June, and then August. That you're talking about it in January it makes me just want to punch you in the face. Let's enjoy the rest of the season and not worry about next year just yet. And uh, enough with wordle or whatever the hell it's called man <laughs> you know what dude i don't care i really don't care i i, I you have... know what it, it's so weird man you know what <laughs> you know what, what whatever it's a podcast i'm gonna let this out i'm a little salty okay. about this i'm gonna let this Go out and you're, you're gonna help me you've been in this industry a lot longer than i have you know what man we put out content i put out basketball stuff Day after day, rankings, waivers. I put all that out. I get a few likes. I get the retweets by the old, old trusty alarm account and everything like that. But I'm not getting 100 likes on that. If I started playing that stupid Wordle game and I put out my result, I'll instantly get 250 likes. Why? Well, and here, you know, Brian Drake, who is uh, another SiriusXM host, he actually tweeted about that the other day because he said, I put out six tweets about... Uh, wild card stats and deep dives and everything. And I got four likes. I posted a picture of my basement man cave, 150 likes. So that's just the way it is. And you know what? Can we, if I see one more ketchup isn't available, what are you putting on this? I'm I'm literally going to drive to somebody's house and punch them in the face. Like, like if you should, haven't seen those. Like, should I really just instead of tweeting like Ryan, instead of tweeting that you're coming on the show when I tweet out about oh hey here's what's coming up on Alarm After Hours, should I just take a picture of myself with my shirt off? And just be like, here's what's coming up on Alarm After Hours. Cheese! And with a little picture of Ryan Hallam in the corner, too. That'll get 500 likes instantly. Taking a poop. Got Be back later. Oh, dude, exactly, man. Exactly. You know, and that's, that's what it comes down to. And we go after these likes and followers. And 
you know, I make these goals for myself. Like I said, I said I wanted a certain amount of followers by the end of 2021, and I didn't get there. And I'm like thinking, why the hell did I even really give a damn about that? You know, it's if you build it, they will come. They yep. will find a way. And it's just, you know, I'm just trying at the end of the day to spread my content, which is why I am making one of a few proclamations on this show right now on this podcast. 2022, I am spending less time on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. <laughs> and I am going to put more of my time into sites like LinkedIn and TikTok. You're going to you see, go. you know what? You want goofy ass videos? I'm going to give my content a different way. TikTok, man. I'm learning it. I'm going to love it. And you're going to be seeing me do goofy videos. And it's going to be so much fun. That is a goal for 2022, man. There you go. I just watched a documentary about social media. It was crazy. I don't remember what it was called. Uh, but it is not. Must have sucked but, then. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was fascinating. Social network. Or, I can't remember what it was. But anyway, you know, I, I think the, the people who, who chase followers and all that, I think it's, you know what? I, I, I try not to do that. Sure, I'd like a few more. Uh, but it's like I'm secure in my spot, in my job, in what I'm doing, and I don't know that I need to flaunt it. At whatever. If you have you me, tried to get verified? No. See, I'm stuck with that. I don't know. Like, I don't want to do it for the reasons we're talking about it right now. But it's, it's like a wave. Has it now, so it's like it? a wave in an ocean. It drags you out slowly, man. It's almost like because of this stupid social media status stuff. I feel like. I have to get verified, you know? Yeah, I understand. I gave that. Once Dave Klug got it, then I was like, oh, I don't need it. <laughs> it doesn't really mean anything if he's got it, so that's fine with me. Oh, yeah, wow. Shots fired right there. So I just had to say that, man. I just, I was thinking about that yesterday, and I was, I was, I was feeling like, a, I was feeling like a bit of a loser. I was, man. And you know nah. what? Screw it. You shouldn't feel like that. You know, no, man, you're a successful radio host. You're a successful person on Fantasy Alarm. You're getting paid. You're doing your thing. You have your family. You have your health. Oh, no, no, what no. Absolutely. And again, and I'm not trying to. And I appreciate that you saying that. It's just like, you know, I mean, this is real stuff we all go through, you know? Oh. It's like that. And, and why? Because we let social media unfortunately run our lives. And I'll say this I'm as guilty as anyone. I was Mr. Facebook in college. I always tell people I majored in broadcast journalism, but I double minored in justice and Facebook because I loved everything about Facebook, especially going into college. I thought it was the coolest thing. I had MySpace. I thought it was eh. Facebook. I thought was the better done up version of MySpace. And you know what? It's it was really cool when it first came out and stuff like that. But then it's like that's what happens, man. We get caught up into this social media cycle you just got to do you you know like you yep. do you you like doing brackets you do freaking brackets yeah actually that's it's like when you talk about I, I mean i could tweet about football and nobody pays attention <laughs> i talk about what's your favorite uh i don't even remember what the hell i'm doing a streaming show now and i get 50 followers every time i started like I, you know it's funny like i see people when like they'll live tweet the game and they'll go like i don't aaron jones touchdown and it's like, boom, 150 likes. So, <laughs> by the way, speaking of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, you did come on Alarm After Hours, and you did talk about the Packers' run game. 
And you, you, you sent me a little bit of a weird vibe about Aaron Jones. So why don't you tell us what your expectations are for the Packers run game against your Niners? I mean, not all that high, to be honest, especially Aaron Jones. I mean, if, if I'm choosing one of them in DFS, I'm choosing uh, A.J. Dillon. Uh, just gone up, you know, DraftKings, he's $1,700 cheaper. He's been more effective down the stretch. But the 49ers' run defense has been fantastic. Uh, you know, I, I had all the stats last night, and I deleted that sheet now because I don't have it. But they gave, like, 77 yards to the Cowboys last week, and, like, 20 of them were to Dak. They gave up under 100 to the Rams. They gave up under 100 to the Texans. They gave up under 100 to the Titans the week before, and they didn't have Derrick Henry, but still. So, I mean, we were going four straight games that they had to win against, you know, fairly decent running teams. Uh, that couldn't even crack 100 yards. So, uh, I, you know, I'm sure it's going to be cold in Green Bay Saturday night, uh, probably 10 degrees or less. Uh, but it's just, the run defense has just been stout. Again, Bosa and, and Fred Warner, more than Bosa, will have a, a lot to say about the running game. Uh, but Aaron Jones hasn't been fantastic down the stretch. So if you are going to take one of these, since there's only four games on the, on the slate, I would certainly go with A.J. Dillon, but I honestly would look to populate my running backs in the other games. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm – thinking too at this point and you know it's man we got to see if the 49ers win again that would be awesome that'd be so oh, much I fun i can only imagine how you would feel for you ryan for you i'm rooting on the niners okay just for you my man. It. absolutely dude and by the way just with what you were saying before you're a very good friend my man you're a good friend thank you you, yeah. you are too thank you dude and yeah we don't we don't like sales too much but don't tell him you said that <laughs> All right. He edits this, doesn't he? Yes. Dude, I started I started the radio show the other night just going on a rant about the t- horrible teams I root for. And just when you see them about to lose a lead, you just it's the same script every single time. And I just went on a whole thing. And uh, I'm like, I was like, Rodas, you ever hear that, Rodas? You're a Mets fan. You ever go through that? Your Cowboys just lost. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you for playing. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the other matchups here, man. I mean, when it comes to DFS and when it comes to one and duns, where we don't have to burn certain players from teams that are we think are going to the Super Bowl, or we could get away with a few cheapies, like maybe even, I don't know, the Pringles of the world there. Who are some of those players that you would be cool with starting in one and done like situations that could also be cheap in DFS? Yeah, this one's tough because, you know, I really feel like all four of these games technically could go either way. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals beat the, the Titans. Uh, I, the, with the with the Bucks injuries, if the Rams came out and won, I, could, I wouldn't be shocked. And Buffalo and Kansas City, to me, is a coin flip, so it's kind of weird. But, you know, definitely Pringle is a guy. He, he's, you know, definitely finding the, the end zone. I think he has two, two touchdown games in, like, the last four or five weeks. I like Tyler Higbee. Uh, you know, obviously the, the – Bucks are a good run defense, you know, and we saw we all love Cam Akers again today. Uh, but you know, if you're going for a tight end, it's a, it's a decent tight end weekend with Kittle and Gronk and and Dawson Knox and Kelsey. So I mean, if you're looking for the bargain tight end, I, I would definitely go with Higby. He's gotten a bunch of touchdowns lately. Uh, in Cincinnati, Tyler Boyd. I mean, he scored four straight weeks. Uh, you know, he's not getting a ton of targets, and and T Higgins is kind of. Come back to earth these last few weeks. So uh, those are the three that I'm looking at. Dude, Tyler Boyd, man. What an interesting fantasy season. Kind of a roller coaster. Just up and down. Look, going in, I think, and and we could talk a lot of recap and we'll continue to do that. And this is what we have to be careful of. We have to be careful of what we read, those popcorn headlines. I'll admit it. I got caught up a little bit in the 
preseason drop passes and the training with different footballs. I kind of thought that whole thing was like, really? Like, that's kind of stupid and stuff like that. And I bought into that way too much. And so I thought I was being smart in my drafts by still wanting to go after a Bengals receiver, but instead of going after Jamar Chase wherever he was going in, what, the fourth, fifth round, that area, maybe waiting another round or two and grabbing Tyler Boyd, which I did in a few leagues, and it, it really wasn't looking good. And then right at the end, I mean, this guy was was helping catapult teams into the finals. Yeah, I, I don't think people, even the biggest Jamar Chase fans, thought that he was going to have that rookie season. Uh, in the way that Bengals throw the ball, I think it was legitimate to think that all three guys were going to have a solid role each and every week. Right. I was a T, T. Higgins person, which – was another roller coaster. It was either 200 points or no points. Uh, so, you know, you had the hope that week. Uh, but Boyd, you know, it just became very touchdown dependent. He wasn't getting a lot of targets per game, but the ones he was getting, he was doing the most with. So it came down to pretty much if he could find the end zone. And right now he's doing it a lot. And the the Titans don't have the best secondary, not great against the slot. So, uh, you know, I'm sure he's under 5,000. I don't know if DraftKings pulled up in front of me, but uh, – I think he's one of the better bargains, but there, there are a bunch like Odell Beckham is like 5,300. I know Cooper cup is like the man, but you know, Beckham scored a bunch of touchdowns lately and he's talented as much as I hate him. Uh, and that price is it, 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 almost begging you to play him. Let me tell you something, man. You talk about a change of scenery working out. Woof. Odell Beckham jr. Hey, everybody was hating on him. I put him in my stock watch report as trending down. I said, ah, you can't use this guy. When he was on Cleveland, gets traded, impact player, a lot of options you have on that when it comes to the Rams. It's just unbelievable. And to see what he's done has been just very impressive. And look, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings when it comes to Odell Beckham Jr., the one-handed catch, the bravado. But when you see a good athlete get lost on a team, for a few years and you know, you especially in our world where it's it all comes down to what can you do for us this weekend when it comes to your stat production it's good to see that he's in a good situation and he's making an impact i, I don't know man maybe it's like I, I feel like it's almost a little bit of a feel-good story because this guy's taken a lot of heat over the years uh yeah I, personally i think it's all self-induced uh but uh <laughs> you're you not know, wrong. honestly honestly it, it's and touchdowns. I mean, he hasn't had many good games, like big games. He, you know, he's only broken 50 yards. He had 54 yards in the wild card game. That was his first time he was over 50 yards since week 14 with 77. He had 81 against the Green Bay in one of his first games with the, the Rams after the bye. But he scored six touchdowns in eight games. So, I mean, he's got a one-catch game, two two-catches games, a few four-catch games. So, he, he's not dominating. And, obviously, Cooper Cup is, is a big part of that. But he, he is definitely a much bigger part of the offense. And obviously you go from Baker Mayfield, who can't throw the ball five yards down the field, to Matthew Stafford and a team that wants to throw the ball a lot. Obviously it, it, it's a much better place for him. Uh, so, you know, he kind of needs to find the end zone for him to pay off, even at this kind of cheap price. But this I really feel like this game is going to be played a lot in the air. It's going to be in Tampa Bay. There's not going to be rain like there was last week. Uh, you know, both teams are pretty decent against the run. So I really think there's going to be a lot of throwing in this game. And, you know, after Cup, it's definitely, uh, you know, Beckham is the next best. I mean, Van Jefferson is okay, but it's like, you know, a big catch here, a big catch there, but he's not anyone that's consistent. So as the second target at this, at his value this week, I think he's, he's almost a no-brainer to play. Van Jefferson is the type of player that 
at this point, I would probably would want to save him. If I'm thinking that the Rams are going to the Super Bowl, I, I would want to save him as much as I can so you can have that boomer bust player. I mean, I don't know if I'd want to necessarily burn him. I don't want to burn I mean, look, when you've got Super Bowl teams in your one and dones, you could get away with taking a receiver who you know will at least get the targets. And that and maybe and that's not when it comes to Van Jefferson, it's a little bit riskier starting him because like you said, Ryan, he needs the big play. Whereas, look, if you could get a guy that'll get you, I don't know, five receptions for 60, 70 yards, that's not bad. That You'll take that on a team in a good matchup there. So you don't have to burn your big play guy or your top receiver. So that's, again, one and done strategy that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks here on Family Times. Ryan, let's talk about Derrick Henry here. This is this is very interesting storyline going into this weekend because, yeah, he's all smiles and stuff about him being active, but that doesn't necessarily his smile translate to 20, 30 carries. Yeah, and, and I've been fooled before. Like, I was all on Leonard Fournette last week, and then he didn't end up playing. Uh, so, you know, obviously it's a wait-and-see kind of thing. Uh, I... I feel like he's going to play, and I don't feel like the Titans would throw him out there if they didn't think that he could handle the load. Like, I, I can't see them, him going out there and getting eight carries. Now, Deontay Foreman has been great in his, you know, obviously not as good as Henry, but I, you know, no one thought that. Uh, but So Foreman may get more than if they advance what he'll get in the AFC Championship game. But I still think Henry is going to get a, a nice number of carries, and the Bengals are not the best run defense. So I, I have full confidence in him going to this week. I, I'm, he's just a different, special kind of athlete. Like, he's just built differently. He runs differently. Uh, he's just a guy that I really have a lot of faith in, and I think that they're going to run the ball an awful lot. Uh, so, you know, while he may not get 90% of the carries, if he gets 80, to me, that's still worthwhile. Yeah, but you know what? And on the – man, we talk about players coming back from injuries – Cam Akers, just with what he's done, man, it just shows that you could some people just recover quickly. Oh, it's absolutely. not it's not a one off anymore like we saw with Adrian Peterson. This guy was mad effective. So yeah, did Michelle yeah. Who at this point? Yeah, I think that you know it was almost a fifty fifty split last week, and I think it's going to go even more in Akers' favor this week. You know, Tampa was one of the best run defenses, so we got to kind of temper expectations there a little bit for for. Uh, K-makers, but again, we're down to four games. So, uh, you know, Kansas City, their, their, you know, run situation is in flux. We don't know Tampa Bay, their run situation is in flux. Buffalo, as great as Devin Singletary is, still just kind of waiting for the bottom to fall out there. So we're, we don't have, and Green Bay, I talked about earlier with the split again in a bad matchup. So there's not a lot of, you know, sure thing running backs. I got, I got some news actually that I saw recently cross the wire. Ronald Jones being back at practice. And also, apparently, Leonard Fournette, he didn't give it. He didn't fully practice, but he was also available too. So the health growing a bit in the Tampa backfield, which is a little bit encouraging. We'll take what we could get at this point. Definitely. But here's another one: Worfs for the Bucks also did not practice, so that's Absolutely. something to keep an eye on too for this game. So that's again, it's going to be fun. Hopefully, these games, and like you said, because it could go either way, these games are a lot more competitive than last week's games, man. Hopefully business yeah. picks up. That's what I'm hoping for the divisional round of the playoffs. L let's visit the family table. 
No Matt Sells this week, so it's just us two at the family table. More food for us. That's okay. I'm hungry. What are you bringing to the table? Why don't you go first? You want me to go first? Okay. Why not? All right. I'm going to bring this to the table, too. And, you know, when it's it falls under the taking the responsibility for your actions, but you need to get final confirmations on things. You can't just assume. You, you need final confirmations. You order something online, you need the receipt. Because in case all of a sudden you don't get your item, you need that tracking info so they can track it. That's the whole thing. But I will say this as well. You know, I ran a little bit of a contest for DFS last week on Alarm After Hours. And there were a a few people that messaged me and said, I entered my lineup. But then when I tried to enter the contest, it wouldn't allow me. It said the contest was full. Now, let's let's break that down for a second here. Because Ryan, let me let me ask you something here. In order to submit your lineup, what do you have to do? Enter a lineup? Enter the lineup and enter the contest. It's not everything is automatic. You still have to click things. You can't just set your lineup be like I did it. You got to hit submit because here's what happens. I'm waking up the day of, like I am every single time I do a contest like this, where I try to put 30 people in there, let's just say, overachieving, and then I'm still two, three people short for the contest, and the contest is now starting in two hours. And I've invited a certain amount of people, and I know they got the invite, but they're not entering the contest and it's like now it's up to me to figure out how to enter them no you lose your spot you lose your spot you get the link look i've been guilty of this as well we've all gotten emails and pushed them off to the side okay especially fantasy emails and yes i did have a few of my playoff commissioners or one of my playoff come up to me go hey man i never heard from you You, you're gonna be in the league you're gonna accept the invite i'm so guilty of that as well but look you got to take responsibility. It's not on me. You did not enter the contest. You may have set your lineup. You did not hit submit in the contest. Okay? So take responsibility. Take the L. And when you take the L, just like with people who put betting content online, take the L on certain things. You go heavy betting on one game. You miss four props in that game. You go 0 for 4. Let's just say take the L. Don't be like, oh, but you, you did. You did. If you, you took this prop in another game, boom, you cashed. But that's great. But if I'm sitting there thinking, wow, this person really loves this game and betting four props in it, I'm going to bet these four props. I'm going to parlay them or I'm going to bet them each one individually. Then you know what? That's the L. Take the L. That other matchup, they weren't interested in the consumer. So take the L. When you miss, it's okay. It, it makes you more of a human and connecting with your audience when you take the L and admit you made a mistake, admit you missed the bet. You know, it sucks, but yeah, I went on the air last night with Jimmy Butler after getting ejected stupidly by the soft NBA officials in a smash spot for him with Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry out and the Blazers sucky against mid-courts. But you know what? I missed. It sucks. It happens. That still counts against me, unfortunately. It happens, man. That's all I'm going to say about that. No, uh, there's a severe lack of people willing to take an L anymore. Uh, because people world. people don't want to be viewed as idiots. Well, you know what? Let me tell you something. 
it, if you're really that lo- they're really that loyal, they'll be back two days later. I used to tell I used to tell your our buddy Jeff Manns this all the time when I was producing for him. I'd be like, because Jeff would be still is very interactive with people on Twitter, and when Jeff Manns would get all upset, I'd be like, dude, you know what? It's all right, man. It's okay. You know what? They'll be back. They may hate on you and your picks. They'll be back two days later. They need you. No one expects uh, anyone to be 100%. Uh, I'm not sure why people think that they think they have to be. But. I don't know why. You've been in this industry about eight years longer than me, so it's been since the beginning of time. Yeah, it was. It was. I think. I feel like it was slightly different when everyone and their mother wasn't in it. But I could be wrong. I don't know. But uh, I'm gonna connect with the audience and, and go over all my goofy stuff. So I'm doing the streaming show tournament. Uh, we're doing Fantasy Amazing Race. Celebrity Big Brother's coming up, and of course, I would can't be, not be a company shill and say the Fantasy Baseball Draft Guide is out. Twenty bucks. We have a promo code to make it ten. I should know what it is, but. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> go to our Twitter handle. I'm sure it's there. Or DM me and I'll figure it out. But go to fantasyalarm.com slash MLB draft guide and win your leagues when, this dra- when the lockout ends because it will eventually. There's me taking an L not knowing the promo code when promoting our products. I was going to tell Sells to, yeah, maybe you want to take it out. Keep it in. Just it's, yeah. You know what? We're all human, man. We're- <laughs> Ryan, you're a trip, Ryan. Let me tell you, man. You, you message are, me. I'll message me. I'll get you the promo code. No, dude, you're you're good here. It's the the bottom line is this here. When again, this is the time you know you get fifty percent off instantly when you go to fantasyalarm.com slash MLB draft guide. And you know what? When you want, by the way, when it comes down to DFS for MLB as well, MLB Pro. If you go to dfsalarm.com slash MLB Pro, dfsalarm.com is a, that's a lot where I hang out. That's like. What am I? I hang out on the fantasyalarm.com too, but dfsalarm.com, I'm, I'm in that club a little bit more. So for you, if you want daily when it comes to baseball, dfsalarm.com slash MLB Pro. You get the Playbook Pro, our seasonal package as well, with that draft guide, that wonderful draft guide that Ryan Hallam was just talking about, but 30% off just like that. MLB PRO. I was always taught, Ryan, that you should spell out promo codes when you give them out because you never know i mean there's a lot of different spellings to compete with people out there so you know what you want to make sure again dfsalarm.com slash mlb pro mlb pro 30 percent off play some baseball for ryan hallam i'm justin fensterman we out as always we will dominate together as we should just like a family does because ryan has a family a family that sticks together wins together Boom, baby! I was hoping that was right.